Welcome, and thanks for checking out this podcast from First International Christian Fellowship. The following message you are about to hear was carefully crafted with you in mind. Wherever you are joining us from, we hope that this message speaks to you as it did to us. Now here's Pastor Joe Salcido delivering this week's sermon. Please turn your Bibles to Romans 12. This is our first Sunday of the year, and um, I'm glad you guys made it because um, this is the appointed time for the Lord, right? That that God has given us. This is the day that God has made. I titled our message "New Year, New You." Fill in the blank, basically. It's a new year, new you, new year, new house. New year, new spouse. <laughs> it's new year, new whatever. You filled it. You fill it up, right? The world basically too. The world makes suggestions on how you're you're supposed to approach the new year. It's all positive energy. It's all positive. Forget the negative people in your life. Leave them alone. Do your thing this new year. Forget all the mistakes you've done in the past. This is a new year where you can restart and do it right. And for if you're like me, I'm looking at my 40th new year and I'm still screwing it up. Because I cannot have a perfect year, it seems like. Remember those time in review? And when they review for the year and they, they show you the, the people that uh, made an impact in the world. You know, the positives and the negatives, and the events that caused and was, was heard all across the world. Remember those things? I Remember magazines, the, the millennials? Do you know what a magazine is? <laughs> so you guys have everything on their cell phones before we have to actually buy these magazines and then do this time and review and reflect on the past year. And if you're running a business, if you own a business, it's always reflect on, on your achievements on the good things that you did last year and the what didn't work and what worked. And it's also, it should also be a must for the spiritual people, for your spiritual life. Don't you think you need to be also reviewing? You need to be reviewing your past year. And as we approach the new year and it represents a new start, but it's nothing more than just a number. It's nothing more than just a number on your calendar, whether on your phone or on the calendar or on the wall. It's just a turn page. Your circumstances and your situation, both good and bad, are still there. The past yesterday might be gone, but your problems still be in front of you. It could say 2019 on our calendars, but our lives and the direction of our lives could still be heading the same direction as it did for the past few years. However, the world is good in trying to tell us that the restart, the January of the new year, is your restart for something good and that we need to strive for it. We need to strive for something good, something better, whether we like it or not. 
Hopefully you like it. That's what they're trying to tell you. Do what you like, what you love. Follow your heart. And the question is, do what? What do you want to change or have or replace in your in or about your life this year? What is it? For the, the trainers and the owners of gyms, they love New Year's. This is their first, right? They get a, an impact of membership. They get the, uh, a lot of membership because a lot of people mention that I'm going to be healthy this year. I'm going to get in shape. All right, we tackled that. And it's not, there's nothing bad with that. There's nothing wrong with that. You want to be healthy. You want to be stronger. You go ahead, get a membership. But we all know, like, if you're like me, despite the keychain that's been hanging on your uh, thing, your membership card, and you paid the dues, but if you don't go, you don't get in shape. Right? You just paid the bill, and you have a membership. Same thing with our, our spiritual life. The, the, I've seen it, and it's true. The best way to empty a church, you know, the best way to empty a church is membership. Because once a person accepts Christ and becomes a member, they stop going to church because they think they've done it and they're done. I've made it. That's it. Be a church member? Check. January 5, 2005. And then you go to church when you need something from the Lord, hopefully. When you remember something, right? When you're in need again. And, that's, and then you wonder, why am I always in need? Well, that's the only time you come and talk to me, is what God is telling you, but you won't hear it. What's the new thing that you want to do this year? What is it? If it's something about your health, then you need to do it, correct? We need to do it. But what's, what does the Bible tell us? What does the Bible tell us for the world? The everyday thing that, the, uh, that Jesus, that God has always and constantly tries to do for the world. What is it that the world still needs to do every year? And for us believers, what is it that we need to do for the world? And it's this. John 10, 7 to 10. Therefore, Jesus said again, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I, Jesus speaking, have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Every day, day in and day out, year after year, month after month, God is seeking the lost. Amen? This year, if you have not surrendered your life to Christ, just know that God is still seeking you to have that intimate relationship with you. That that Christmas that you celebrated that you called Happy Holidays is... Jesus coming down to be that ultimate sacrifice for your sin against Him. That's the one thing that I'm hoping that your new year, if you have not done this, if you are of the world, that this will be the year that you will finally recognize 
that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus did the ultimate sacrifice and gave the ultimate sacrifice for you. But the question is, why have you not made that decision? And for us believers, we know this. We know this. And year after year, it is our responsibility, day after day, minute after minute, hour after hour, it is our responsibility to share that gift. It is. It is, it is your responsibility to live a holy life, to be holy and pleasing to God. It is also our responsibility to share what we have, that guarantee, that gift that we freely received. And we've been enjoying all these years. This is, I pray that this is the year for us believers that we will actually finally make a step. I get it. There's two parts in that. One part is that you're living your life as a good testimony. I get that. But there's also that part that you actually have to say something. Put yourself on the line this year. Get embarrassed this year. Share Jesus this year. Now, we all know a year is a long time. But then when we're come December, we're like, man, time is flying. All right? We can never, we, you never know, right? I have a brother who's 37 years old and he's sick. The doctor told him he has eight years if he doesn't get a transplant with his kidneys. 37. You know, it's, it's crazy. You never know. And um, if you're wondering if I've shared the gospel to him, I, I think I do it way too much. <laughs> But that's for the world. The world, I pray that this year, you will try to seek who Jesus is. Try ask questions. Find out. And if for us believers, we need to share. We need to have that urgency to share to a dying world. Because there are people like my brother who needs to hear the gospel. There are people like my brother that needs to see what a Christian is. Okay? And if you've been living your life as a stumbling block, you know what? Let this be the year that you need to stop that and drop it. Knowing and recognizing that you have a responsibility to a dying world. You know when Jesus said, when he went to the disciples and he said, Come follow me so I can make you what? I can make you rich? Come follow me so you can retire early. Come follow me so you'll be popular. Come follow me so you'll have a comfortable life. No, what did he say? He said, Come follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Have we forgotten that, believers? Believers, have we forgotten that? You know what? I, I, heard, I heard something where it, it seems like I'm, 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 I'm making it your fault. And it was my idea that I added chairs here. Now it's your fault that it's empty. <laughs> it's not. It's not your fault. <laughs> it's my fault, if anything. Yeah. <laughs> no. The truth is, we added the chairs because God told us to add the chairs. We broke the wall because God said to break the wall down. Correct? But what's the purpose of the chairs? It's to be filled with the people that God has called. But how will God call those people? To, us, to an angel, Pastor Joe, like in Luke 2. Right? A manifestation, Pastor Joe, 
actually, Pastor it's you, because I was there at the business meeting, and you still get the stipend. It's your work to share to the people in Reno and Sparks. No, it's everybody's, right? We all have that responsibility, and we all have a mission. We all have a mission field. We all have, we don't need to go to Africa. Some of you will probably be called to Africa, but we're not all called to go to Africa or the Philippines. Everybody says, Philippines, here, me, me. <laughs> I want to be a missionary to the Philippines. But not everybody's called to go out because your out is already around you. At your work, with your family, with your friends. That's your mission field right now. So let this be the year that you're actually going to take a step forward to that. When Jesus said in Matthew 28, 19, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. Go, therefore. Therefore is as in result of, as in the result of. Because we all enjoy salvation. You know, we all know where we're going. And we all know where they're going. So it's our responsibility. And I pray that this year we will take that responsibility seriously. So I'm not trying to put guilt upon you. That's not it. If you're feeling guilty, that's your fault. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> if you're feeling, it's not the guilt. I don't want you to respond because of guilt. I want you to respond because of your love for God. Amen? Because Jesus did not make that sacrifice just for us. He did it for the people that we don't even know. He did it for the world. But we are given the privilege to take part of that. It's 2019. How many years have you been a Christian? How many have you shared the gospel? You're still going to argue it's not my gift, Pastor Joe. I get it. It's not your gift to be an evangelist. But you have that friend who will only listen to you. You have that friend who watches you and probably sees the change in you. And he needs to hear why, or she needs to hear why, and to whom are you getting this from? The new year for the believer. <laughs> Therefore, as the result of anyone is in Christ, or she is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things. For some of us, we the result of accepting Christ, which is heaven. The guarantee of eternal life. But we have not passed away. We have not let the old things pass away in our lives. We kept the old things. Because we enjoy the old things. This year, I pray, my prayer, and I hope it is your prayer too, that you will finally live a life worthy of the name of Christ if you have accepted Him as your Lord and Savior. Behold, all things have become new. You know, the creator of the iPhone, right? Everybody knows him or knew of him or 
know him. I don't know what. I'm sick, okay? I have some medicine going right now. But he takes pride. He took pride in everything that he has made. And every, every flaw of his creation through the iPhones or the iPad or the MacBook or whatever, Steve Jobs took it seriously. He would be right there to address the issue. Because he took pride. His name is behind it. I remember when America took pride in everything that they made. I love it when I received something from the States when I was in the Philippines and it says, made in USA. I'm like, oh yeah, this is going to last me 10 years. This is well built. This is original. You know, Nikes used to be said, made in USA. And we know if it's fake, if it's made in Korea. Now everything's made in China. You know? <laughs> Anyway, I had a joke there, I'll just pass. But uh, <laughs> there's pride, right? Pride, when you make something. If your name is behind something, oh, hopefully you're taking pride behind it and you're saying, I want to make sure this out well because my name's underneath that. Same with God. We are His creation and He's going to make sure. He's going to make sure that we can make it to what he, we can do what He wants us to do. He's going to make sure of that. However, it is still your decision. See, I told you about free will, right? How, how much I hate it. I hate free will. I hope God will just take my free will and just make me into whatever He wants me to be. Because sometimes I make the wrong decisions. More than, more than not, I'm making the wrong decision. God's name is in you, believer, and He takes pride in you. Now, are you living that life? Or are you choosing to stay as the old thing, the old you? And, and you know what? Paul addressed that in Romans 6. He says here, what should we say then? Should we continue in sin so that grace may multiply? This is after many chapters that, that Paul has addressed that it is about grace, that God has covered our sins, our multitude of sin, because of grace and grace from Christ. He, when he said all those things, he made it clear that it is only by grace and by grace alone. He then asked the question, so we should we continue to sin so that grace will multiply? Some of us, we've answered this yes. I answer here, some of us, yes, yes, I'll, I'll sin. I'll continue to sin so grace will multiply because I don't want to let go of my old life. Joe, it might be 2019, dude, but I want to party like it's 1999. <laughs> Sorry, been stuck with that. Absolutely not, Paul said. How can we, talking to the believers, those who have surrendered to Jesus, those who have accepted Jesus as Lord with a capital L, how can we who died to sin still live in it? Or are you unaware that all of us who were baptized in Christ Jesus were baptized? Therefore, we were buried with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ said, by the glory of the Father, so we too may walk in newness of life. Is it still?
still not clear. Believer, do you need another new year to say, I'm going to start it right this year. I'm going to live it for God this year. Do we need 2020? Do you need 2022? Or do you just need now? You know, I did play around. I do play around with the free will. But that's really the problem. The problem is we still make that decision because it's up to us. God respects our decision. After we accepted Him as our Lord, He respects our decision if we want to obey Him or not. Because if you're, if you're in a relationship, don't say yes if you're the negative here, okay? If you're in a relationship, would you rather have your spouse to respond to you because of fear? Or because do you want your children to, to obey you because of fear, because of love? I'd say both. But, uh, but Do you want your partner, your husband, or your wife to show you affection because they fear you? <laughs> or because they love you? Some of us, our answer is yes, fear, fear. Or some of us would say, whatever works, Joe. Whatever works. So, so long as she gets to talk to me nicely. Whatever works, Joe, I'll take it. God wants us to do it out of our love. Now, I'm not just talking about you walking out of this building and be a good person. Because that's morality. We never just, we, we, we don't, that's not our purpose. To be a good moral person. No. We want you to love God. We want you to know Christ, to become like Him, and to make Him known. That's the purpose of this church. And that's the purpose of God for us. If you get to know Christ thoroughly and deeply, there's no way that you're not going to become like Him. There's no way you're actually going to realize how flawed of a person you are. The more you get to know God, the more you get to read your Bible, you're going to say, my goodness, how evil I am. But yet God loved me. How holy my God is. But he stooped down so I could be with him. The more I, I study this word, the more I get really unhappy with myself. But the more I appreciate his love. The more that I know that my life is for God. My daughter asked me, Dad, are you going to be preaching today? You're sick. I go, yeah, I'll be preaching. She goes, why? I don't understand. You're sick. I said, yeah, I don't understand either. <laughs> because isn't that life? What is life? Somebody will give you a barrage of answers on what life is. But this is what life is. It's confusing. And if you're not confused, you're not paying attention. Somebody said that. Life is confusing, and if you're, not, if you're not confused, you're not paying attention. Why? What do I mean? You do everything right. You do everything right with your spouse. There are couples that I know that a spouse is doing everything right, that somebody would kill for. Like, I would kill for, for a wife like that. But this, here's this one, one husband that's not appreciating that wife. So that wife is saying, I don't know what to do. And there's this other husband that would kill for that wife. 
So aren't you confused yet? I'm confused. Why aren't they just meeting the right people, the right matches? Why aren't they there? When you're running late, why do you catch red lights all the time? Right? If you're Filipino, you're like, amen, yeah, it's always red, because we're always late. <laughs> Life is confusing. Life is confusing. Without God, it's very confusing. Well, we talked about it last week, that God, for the believers, that for us who have surrendered our lives to God, we recognize that God is in control, no matter how confusing the circumstances are. Correct? Because we don't need to understand what's going on here. We just need to know who's in control of this. However shape the boat gets. So too may walk. So we too may walk in newness of life. This new year, I pray that you say, Happy New Year and new life with Christ. A new life that's glorifying to God. And now you have it on Romans 12. Read verse 1 there with me. Therefore, brothers and sisters... In view of the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. Let's stop there. So it's, so it's not the donation that I made, Joe. Are you saying that? It's not that Facebook post that I it's not the other intention that I have that I haven't lived out. No. It's with our life. We have to live our life for Him. It's our life that's the, the sacrifice. Nobody's asking you to die for God. Although sometimes if you're a missionary, that's what it takes. The missionaries have gone to the head hunters in Africa and gave their life to try to share the gospel, yeah, their lives were asked, and they died for God. But for us here in America, you're asked to live your life with the newness of it, glorifying God with everything that you say and do. That every now and again, when the, with the Holy Spirit leading you, with the discernment that, that you're asking God, that you, now in time and again, you would share the gospel to that person in front of you, that person that you've been praying for. Time and again, God will ask you to pray for someone, just to be there for them, to be the God, to be God, because they can't see God. Some of them haven't read the Bible and will never read the Bible. And you're the closest to the Bible that they will ever read. You're the only Christian that they know. So your life is being asked, and this is Paul saying, in view of mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. A living person, a living body is moving, is doing something. Do we agree? It's warm, it's breathing. So a living sacrifice for God is doing something for Him. 
So if you've been a believer and you think I've been a living sacrifice for God in my chair, I'm just going to be here, not bother anybody. I don't want to rock the boat, Joe. Let this be the year that you're actually going to move. They're actually going to use your body and your strength for God. Love the Lord your God with all your strength. Right? All your heart. The greatest commandment, right? We're being asked to actually live it. Do it with our lives. Now, if it's denying ourselves of doing the old ways, let's say we're tempted to party with our friends when we know that it's not going to glorify God once we have a, a drink or two. If you're like me, I just need a drink or two and I'm back to my stupid Joe, you know. And it, me knowing that, I recognize that and I say, I'd rather not go back to the stupid me. So if we're tempted, we deny ourselves, so, we, so what? So we don't shame the name of Christ that we carry. You call yourself a Christian, that means little Christ. Let this be the year that you actually have the urgency, the urgency to actually live your life as a living sacrifice for God. You know, I don't know, actually I do, but my leads for my business always comes in on Sundays to where I'm not supposed to pick up my phone. And they also come on Saturday when I'm studying. They also come on Wednesdays when I'm at the prayer meeting. And there's, it always just tells us that there's that sacrifice. Whether it's good or bad, it's just not the bad things. There's good things too. It's good versus great. What's the enemy of great? Good. That's so why for you guys who can't wait for God's best for you, you will just get a good spouse. You're not going to get the great spouse, God's best for you, because you're too impatient. Right? So don't, don't look at your spouse right now and say, Do you? let's talk about you. <laughs> I'm not. That's your great. That's your great. We have to live our lives as a living sacrifice. Now the question for the believer is thinking, how? How do I do that? Actually, Paul gives it too. Do not conform to this age. Do not conform to this world. This world, if you do anything that this world tells you, it's always against God. What does, it, what does the world tell us? Satisfy yourself. Do what you want. And it's the opposite of what God says. If anyone wants to come after me, he must deny himself. Don't burden yourself with other people's problems. What does the, the Bible say? Be compassionate. Mourn with those who mourn. It's the opposite. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed. Be renewed by the renewing of your mind. It starts with our mind. Folks, that's why when you come here, I hope you're just not coming here for an emotional experience. Because frankly, I don't know how we can do that for you. We're not really an emotional church. We're not jumping up and down and, you know, crying and like wailing here because we want to connect with your emotions. We don't. I don't know how you can connect with 
God here with three emotions, not this church. Because the whole purpose is your mind, your thinking, your way of thinking. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is good and pleasing and perfect will of God. That is the great thing that's been missing to us believers. Our minds, we shut it off. I believe in Jesus as my Lord. And that's it. I'm good. I'm not going to read the Bible until Sunday. Until maybe a Bible study if I feel guilty. I'll go to a Bible study if I'm going to miss a Sunday so that I feel like I went to church. How are you supposed to grow? How are you supposed to reprogram your mind against what the world infiltrates you or sends you? You know how many information, how much information we get from the world? From the, the second you wake up, what's the first thing you pick up if you're like me? <laughs> your phone, right? You pick up your phone and there's email check. There's Facebook for some of us. We're looking at the news feed and there's trash, garbage, always garbage, right? And that's the information you're filling your mind with before you get up, before you even get your cup of coffee. You're already stressing out. Or you're already jealous of a friend who's back in Jamaica. He was in Hawaii last week. Where is this person getting all his money from? Maybe he's a drug dealer. You're, you're thinking that, right? Because you're jealous. Jealousy kicks in, right? You're kicking in because you're filling your day with this. It's everything about their life, not yours, what they're getting, what you're not getting. About who's prettier and who's not. Whose kid is smarter and they're not, yours is not. Right? You're, you're bothered with this. This is all the information you're sucking in and you're putting in your heart and in your mind. And then you say, oh, Joe, I don't know, I'm depressed. I don't know why. I don't feel God. I don't feel like I'm growing with God. Well, do you have a Bible? Do you actually bother reading the Bible? I know we say we believe Christ as our Lord. We believe God will be the one to remove and help us, right? With our problems. But do we actually read His Word? Do we actually spend time with Him? How much time have you spent with Him? Last 2018. It's for you to review. And if you're doing a good job, keep it up. Right? But if you're not, then that's your first problem. If you're spending more time on Facebook and less on God's book, and you're wondering, I don't know, I'm not growing with the Lord. Right? You're so good with Facebook, everything. Don't show too. Don't show pastor. Don't, don't block Joe. Right? You know how to make it work. <laughs> I know you guys. You guys don't show me everything. I'm kidding. We have to know that we need to renew our mind, our thinking, our way of thinking against what the world tells us. The world tells us otherwise. It's everything against God. Let this be the year that you change it. You actually do this. Do not let the world form you. Move your world. Now here, we're going to stick to Romans. For the grace given to me, Paul said, I tell everyone among you 
to think of himself more highly than he should think. Uh, there. This is Paul. After, you know, the book of Romans is the book of doctrines, right? You guys know that. If you, if you don't, you can read it. He spoke about everything, about grace. And now he's telling us how to live our lives as Christians. Now he's telling us how to do it. Now if you don't know, if you haven't read Romans 12, this is the first time. So let this be the day or the night or the that God has revealed it to you and you will actually obey it. The first problem here is if unity is broken because of what? Because of pride. Unity between spouses or husband and wife is because somebody thinks they're more important than the other. Any relationship for that matter, even in this church, if some people think, well, I'm important and you're not, I know better and you don't, and you come off with that attitude, that breaks off every relationship. And Paul, I tell everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he should think. Instead, think sensibly, as God has distributed a measure of faith to each one. We're all given a different gift. Now, as we have many parts in one body, and all the parts do not have the same function, in the same way, we who are many are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. Your gift that God has given you, and if God has placed you in the church, is greatly needed by the church. It is. But at the same time, I say that if your pride, if you are consumed with your pride, if you think you're God's gift to us, I say you tell me that so we can wait until you think otherwise. <laughs> because there's been way too many problems for people serving God thinking that God and His people owe it to Him or her. And that's not Christian-like. If you have been serving God with that sense of pride in you, I say that it's time to step down. It's time to step down. Because that's not the attitude that Christ wants. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. That's my argument, if you have an argument with another thing. Christians, this is the new year. Let it be the new you, with the new thinking, that it is, it is not you. That you cannot do anything with eternal implications apart from Christ. Said, me can do. But then Paul said, with Christ in him, I can do all things. Yes, of course, you can you can drive your car without Christ, maybe. <laughs> I'm always praying when I'm driving, especially when it's snowing. Lord, take the wheel. That's my prayer. And when I when I see the ticket coming. Lord, take the ticket. <laughs> Call him, Lord. Call him now somewhere. Now, we can do things without Christ. Because what that, those verses mean is with eternal implications. The things that we, when we serve God, that's with eternal implications. When I'm preaching, 
Brother Edgar is playing with the mic there. When, when they're singing here, when you're teaching in your Bible studies, when you're deciding your friend, when you're sharing, you can't do that without Christ. This year, have that in mind. Remove yourself and your strength or your wisdom that you think you have. But rely on God so that you can do it. So that you can live it. The other thing that has eternal implications is our life as a whole. If you say, I can't live a whole life, that's your problem. Because with your strength. With your strength. You're doing it with your own strength. But if you would do it, do it with Christ, with His strength. That's the only way that you can actually be victorious and actually come out a winner. I tell everyone to think of himself more highly than he should think. Instead, think sensibly. As God has distributed a measure of faith to each one, now as we have many parts in one body, all the parts do not have the same function. In the same way, we are who are many, are one body in Christ and individually member, members of one another. We need each other. We need each other. I need you as as maybe you need me. My brother's kidneys failed. And I was told that the kidneys fail when one part of an organ, of a person's organ, is failing. Because the kidneys will just just give what it needs to supply to that other organ that's failing. And to my brother, it was his heart. His heart was failing. So the kidneys it was the, the doctor of the body. But now my brother's not a healthy person because one of his parts, internal organ, is working properly. He can barely walk down the stairs. He can barely drive. Although my sister will argue that he's not proud. Why is he not driving? But if you're not healthy, right? When we're not healthy, when we're in pain, the things that we normally can do easily are such a challenge. It's the same thing with the church. It's the same thing with the church. All of us have been given a gift. All of us have been given a responsibility in this church. And if you are not functioning through the gift that God has given you, the church will fail. The church will hurt. We will all hurt with you as much as you will all hurt with me. Because we're all one. So this year, I pray that we will think of the responsibilities God has given us. That we took on freely. Because nobody coerced us, right? Hopefully. Don't raise your hand if I did. <laughs> right? Everybody was given the choice. Do you want to serve God? And if you said yes, what does the Bible say? Let your yes be yes and your no be no. We have many volunteers in this church. It's such a blessing. But I pray that we do it, not because we want to be saved, right? Because we all understand that, right? Serving God so we can be saved because we have been saved by grace. But we're serving God because of our love relationship with Him. Amen? So let's serve knowing that. That if we don't function right, as called us to do, the body suffers. 
What's your gift? Romans 12, 67. Isn't this a good exercise? This is the first Sunday of the month, and I will take you to a two-hour journey tonight. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. To stretch your rule out, to stretch you out, so that you'll be used to it for the whole year. No. Here, what's your gift? According to the grace given to us, we have different gifts. If prophecy, use it according to the proportion of one's faith. If service, use it in service. If teaching, in teaching. If exhorting, in ex exhortation. Giving with generosity. Leading with diligence. Showing mercy with cheerfulness. What's your gift? Have you actually bothered praying to God and say, Lord, what's my gift? What's the gift that you have given me that I can share with the body that you have placed me to be a part of? No, no, uh, uh, gossiping is not a gift, okay? If you're thinking that. Gossiping is not a gift. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, what else? Bad-mouthing is not a gift. Okay? Division is not a gift. <laughs> when you're good in trying to collude people to go against a certain group. No, that's, those are not gifts. Gifts are the fruits of the Holy Spirit, right? Gifts, right? And the gifts are these, the ones that have been shown here. So you have to ask, this year I pray that, you know, this is the new year, this is going to be the new you, but then ask God, Lord, what, what's the gift that you've given me? And if you already identified your gift and you haven't served God in that year, and served Him as a sacrifice with your life, I pray that you that you take that leap of faith. Amen? Take that leap of faith and see how good God is. You know, I always take a leap of faith and that's every Sunday. <laughs> it's a great jump. You know? Because God's the one who's in control. I just, I, I just jump. And He takes care of the rest. What's yours? I pray that this year you're going to find out. Ask God, Lord, reveal it to me. What's my gift? And if you've been sharing your gift to this church and to the world and to the people that, that you encounter, I praise God and I pray that you continue to do so. Because there are many of you here that I know that are, are doing that. And I'm greatly encouraged by you guys, by your life and how you respond to God's calling. Some I, I get hurt, you know, I feel the hurt because I can see that you're not, you're not doing it. And it's not because it's to, it's to my benefit, it's because of your hindering your growth. And when you hinder your growth, God is good in reminding us on whose life we're supposed to be living for. This is the Christian ethics. New year, new you is my header in this one. Romans 12, 9 to 14, let, let love be without hypocrisy. Hypocrisy is like, act, you know, actors are, are hypocrites, right? <laughs> they are. Hollywood is a bunch of hypocrites. <laughs> yes, I said that. Because they act. They have to act as someone else, correct? They're not really that person, but they will act. And, you know, the original term for that is hypocrite. So let your life not be about hypocrisy. Let it be without hypocrisy, without pretending. Let it be sincere. Detest evil. Cling to what is good. 
But the thing is, we don't know what is good if we haven't renewed our mind. So you go back to Romans 12 too, right? Do not conform to, to this world, but be renewed. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Through what? Through the Word of God. Study the Word of God so your thinking will be different, so you'll know what is good and perfect and pleasing to God. That's the problem. We don't know what good is anymore. We don't even know what bad is. Just listen to the news. They don't even know what good and bad is anymore. There's so much, so many lies coming out. Believer, I pray that you know what is good. And the good is what the Bible tells you. Okay? Let it be what the Bible tells you. That is, this, is the, our, this is our compass. This is what tells us what good and bad is. Okay? Right here. Not the news. Not any politician. Not any Facebook post. It's this. The Bible. The Word of God. The inspired Word of God. Love one another deeply. Not shallowly. <laughs> As brothers and sisters, love one another deeply. Outdo one another in showing honor. You see, this is what is good for us. We have to outdo in showing honor to one another. We don't have to one-up each other. That's what the world does. That's what keeping up with the Joneses is. Oh, you bought a new Cadillac? All right, you see what I'll get. Yeah, 22s on that? All right, I'll get 24s on mine. Those are rims, by the way, for some of you. No. So, the world tells us to outdo one another in the things that we acquire and the things that we do. But the Bible tells us to do one another in showing honor to them. Do that to your spouse and see how, how great your, your year will be. Husbands, show your, your, outdo your wife in showing honor and you will have a great year. <laughs> Amen, says one wife here. <laughs> Although the husband's not here. <laughs> Do not lack diligence in zeal. Be fervent in the spirit. Serve the Lord. That's what we need to do. That's what we need to be. We know Christ, we become like Him. This is becoming like Christ. Rejoice in hope. Don't be hopeless. Don't with the world's hopelessness, share Jesus to the world's hopeless because Jesus is hope. Do we agree? I need. I still need to pursue some of you guys, but uh, at least a couple. It's good. it's good. I'll take it. Be patient in affliction. Don't be impatient. You see this? Well, I don't want this trial, Lord. I prayed for no trial. Lord, I'm serving you. Why are you sending me these problems? I'm already busy enough with your work. Why are you sending me problems? What does the Bible say? Be patient in affliction. Why? Because in all the problems that God sends our way, there's a message for us to know. He has a message for us. There's another part of God that He wants us to know of Him. So we need to be patient. We can't be like Jonah, Lord, take me now. Go to Tarsus. Nope, not going there. Whose God is this? Who's responsible for this storm? It's me. Throw me in the water. He's suicidal. Don't be a suicidal Christian. Because in Jesus, there's hope. Amen? Don't be.
Be impatient with affliction, but be patient in affliction. And look at this. Be persistent in prayer. For those of you who have been praying that, Lord, let pastor end now. Be patient. He'll get there. <laughs> be persistent in prayer. How prayerful were you in 2018? And I'm not saying that abundance of words. I'm saying the intimacy or the frequency of you trying to touch, get in touch with God. How many times did you dial your favorite people on your phone? Because they're your favorite. I'm thinking you've dialed them more than anybody else. I wonder if God has a there, how many times have you dialed it? Or will he even make your favorites? Be persistent in prayer. Let this be the year that you have become a prayerful Christian. Because that's how we, we connect with our God. That's where we speak to Him. We cry out our hearts to Him. I, I thank the prayer warriors that constantly comes Wednesday, Wednesday in and Wednesday out. So, snow or no snow? Pot bliss or no pot bliss? <laughs> I know Vince said he only comes for the food, but everybody else goes there for prayer, right? We need more prayer warriors. If that's one of your gifts that you think is God is impressed in you, come, join us. We need more prayer warriors. We love to sing hymns there. Messages in the hymns, the, 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 the fellowship with fellow prayer warriors is so intimate. And we get so excited when prayers are answered, when they share, hey, my prayers were answered. And we're like, yay, praise God. And most of the time when they pray for a job and their prayers are answered, that's the last Wednesday we'll see them. <laughs> oh, sorry. Hey, I'm not reading your letter, okay? You, if you think I'm talking about you, I'm not talking about anybody here. It's just, it's just the truth, though. Sometimes when we ask for God to bless us, and He blesses us, and what's the next thing that we do? We forget Him. Because we start enjoying the blessing, correct? All right, where was I? <laughs> Share with the saints in their needs. Pursue hospitality. How many times have you opened your home to your fellow believers? How many times? Oh, my house is too messy. Have you seen this? <laughs> Share with the saints in their needs. This is, this is opposite of what the world wants, right? The world tells you, you know, don't be around negative people. Be with positive people. Negative people are the ones that have a burden, right? That's why they're negative, because they're hurting. You think they can say pleasant words because they're sick? And you don't want to be around them because what the world says, but then look at this. The Bible says, share with the saints in their, in their needs. Be there for them in their time of need. This is the kind of church I want to be a part of. Like people that are always sharing with my needs. And me, when I'm, when, when, when if you, I, I, I want to be like that. I want to share in your need. That's, the that's Christ's church. FICF, if we're not like that yet, ask your And if we're like that, let's keep it up. But if this is not in your heart, 
And let this be the year that you ask God to, Lord, let me be hospitable. Let me, be share, let me share in, in my, my brother and my sister's needs. Bless those who persecute you. Oh, yeah. This is the child. This is where the rubber meets the road. Bless those who persecute me? You mean and fire down on them. Is that what you meant? <laughs> Sometimes it's, this is the hardest thing for us to bless those who persecute us. My question is why? They don't believe in my God. Why would my God then bless them? That's my sarcastic me. But the truth is God tells us to love our enemies. Correct? This is how we remove ourselves from us and become Christ. Become like Christ. Because Christ, what did Christ say when he was uh, crucified? When he was up in the cross, he said, Lord, Forgive them, for they know not what they do. Really? After everything? Like Stephen said the same prayer when they were stoning him. After he shared who Jesus was to them, he still blessed them. Forgive them. How about us? The hardest thing for me is believer versus believer. That's the hardest thing. And we're all claim that we're saved by grace through Christ, that we're all imperfect people, and everything's good and dandy until you cross me. There is no more blessing here. It's cursing. That's the hardest thing. Change that this year. Shoot to our brothers and sisters, because we're not always saying the right thing. Do we agree? I, I, I say the otherwise. I, I, I wish I say I could say, hey, you know, if you accept Christ as your Lord, you will never wrong me. And I will never make mistakes with you. But that's not the case. We're still, we still make mistakes. So we need to be forgiving to one another. We need to bless those who persecute us and bless, bless and do not curse. This is, your prayer is almost answered. I can, I'll cut a couple more. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. This year, be this. Be compassionate. Be like Jesus. Live in harmony with one another. Let's be in harmony. Not out of tune, but in one tune. <laughs> Do not be proud. Instead, associate with the humble. Do not be an elitist. Not be condescending because you think you know everything. If you think I don't know it, tell me nicely. If I don't know it, I should tell you nicely too. Right? Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Give careful thought to do what is honorable in everyone's eyes. See? Everyone's eyes. Give careful thought. Think about it. If what you're going to do, if what you're going to drink, if what you're going to do is going to stumble someone, maybe you shouldn't do it. Because you need to give careful thought to do what is honorable to everyone's eyes. Not just the believers, not just when I'm around in your parties, but especially when the unbelievers are watching you. 
If possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. If it were you, be at peace with everyone. Choose peace, not I know it's the hardest thing because, you know, right? Believers, don't start it, correct? <laughs> we don't start trouble, right? <laughs> no, sometimes we do start the trouble, right? Sometimes we do. Up to us, we should be always. And if we're attacked, God tells us, because we're going to be angry, in your anger, do not sin. And then you add the verse. You add this verse. If it were up to me, make peace. Lord, apart from you, I can do nothing. But with you, I can do all things. And close. Let God rule in your life this new year. New year, new life with God leading. God leading, ruling your life. Friends, do not avenge yourselves. Instead, leave room for God's wrath. Because it is written, vengeance belongs to me. I will repay, says the Lord. So if you're being persecuted by somebody, think, and you know, make peace, but my goodness, I hope that he or she finds out that he or she is wrong about this thing. Lord, vindicate please. God says he will be the one to vindicate you. He will be the one to reveal to that person he or she is wrong about you or whatever that they are doing to you, they will know because God is faithful. Amen? But if your enemy, but look at this, but if your enemy is hungry, feed him. Ah, see? Even if you don't like the people at church, if it's potless, you share. <laughs> you feed your enemy. <laughs> your enemy. <laughs> but if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For in so doing, you will be heaping fiery coals on his head. That's Proverbs 25, 22, 21 to 22. See, if same thing with your husband and your wives. You feed them even though they're your enemies, okay? <laughs> you, feed, you give them the drink. And do not be conquered by evil. Conquer evil. Good. What a world would this be if we all touch in with this truth? If we all live like this. Do you agree? But I get it. The world will never be like this. But the Christian world should be like this because we're told and we're empowered. The Holy Spirit's dwelling in us and we're compelled by the love of God to actually obey it. So why are we not living like this? If our church is not looking like this, there's a problem, correct? So now that's past. Today, tonight <coughs> is a new year. Amen? Today's a new year. Today's a new day. And we can live like this. We can have this kind of relationship in this church. We, you can have this kind of relationship with your spouse and your children. You can be this person in the world that's so unforgiving and so vicious. You can be this person this year. <clears throat> Lastly, excuse me. 
this year, if you haven't done so last year, trust Jesus. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, all your life. Heart is our life, correct? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all you do. Not some, but all of it. Seek God's will. That's where we get in trouble. Because we do it before we ask God's will. <clears throat> That's not asking God's will. That's asking God to take us out of the trouble that we put ourselves into. We need to seek God's will in everything that we do. He, God, Jesus, will show you. This year, let live like this. Let's all live like this. Trusting in Jesus, living for God, letting God rule our, our lives. Having the knowledge that we have to live for him that we are a new creation in Christ Jesus a change in our calendars doesn't necessarily change our circumstances or our attitudes about a circumstance a change of numbers is merely an acknowledgement of another year or another day has passed away and we have now a new year. Living our lives again, or for our Lord, is the question every year. That's our question. Year this year, for me or for Him? But the beauty of Christianity, as Jesus has instructed us, is that we don't live our lives for the year. We live for the day. Don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow has its own problems. Worry about today. Worry. Right? Don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will be with you through Christ Jesus. Can you be prayerful this year? Can you actually renew your mind this year through the Word of God by taking time in reading the Word and joining Bible studies and being at church? Can you be loving to one another? Can you take Christ's character and live it out? Because the Holy Spirit's already in you. Can you do that this year? The answer is no, you can't. Just like last year. If you didn't do it last year, you couldn't do it this year. If you don't surrender to God and let live it, you won't be able to do it. So the one thing that you need is to surrender our will and let His will be done. Amen? Amen. Let's close in prayer. Father, we thank You for your message, and we thank you for the new year that uh, you have given us again. We thank you for our health, Lord God, that uh, we were able to be here tonight. We thank you for the blessings that you have given us throughout 2018. 
And we look forward to many more of these blessings from you, Lord God, for this upcoming year. That said, Father God, we pray for your help, for us to be the person that you want us to be. Not because we want to be good, but because we want to glorify you with our lives, Lord God. Father, strengthen us. Give us the strength in order for us to obey you. Give us the willing spirit, Lord God, for us to obey you. Let's renew our minds, Lord God, and, and not be influenced by the world alone, but be influenced by you, by your love, by your goodness, and by your truth through the word. Father, I pray that uh, we will finally, Lord God, be loving to even the people that have wronged us. Help us bless those who curse us. Help us feed our enemies when they're hungry. Father, help us change for the better, for your glory, not ours. Lord, I pray for healing for those who are sick, Lord God. And I pray for encouragement for those who are in trouble. I pray, Lord God, for a rescue for them. Help them, Lord God. And I pray, Lord God, that our trust in you will just completely improve this year. That we get to know more of you, about your power, about everything about you, Lord. Forgive us, Father, for the many times that we failed you. But Lord, again, we know that with you we can do all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. That was the end of today's message. If you want to support our mission of reaching many others through this podcast, help us grow our ministry by visiting ficfreno.com forward slash give. To get the latest updates from our channel, hit the subscribe button. Visit our Facebook page by clicking the link below to let us know how God is moving in your life. Oh, 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 oh,